Welcome to Cups and Cakes presents Inside the Artist Studio. The interview you're about to hear was originally recorded on January 27th, 2017. To find out more about Cups and Cakes, visit them at cupsandcakespod.com. That's cups, the letter N, cakespod.com. What you're about to hear may contain filthy language and adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Inside the Art Studio. My name is Jeff McCallum. Halifax's Mauno turned heads in 2017 with their sophomore album Tuning. Released on Ide Fix, it garnered positive reviews from anyone that heard it and even ended up on the Cups and Cakes Best Albums of 2017 show. It's catchy and fun enough to be called pop, but far too complex and smart to fall solely into that realm. Intricacies and flourishes propel Tuning into a sophisticated snapshot of a band prepped with a sound that's set to explode. Taking some time from their recent Canadian tour to join me at the Cups and Cakes studio is Nick Scott and Adam from Mauno. Hi guys. Hey. So uh, let's start by getting everybody out there able to know who's who and what do you guys play. Sure. My name's Nick and I sing and play guitar. I'm Scott. I play guitar. And I'm Adam. I play drums. Perfect. So I usually don't pry into a band's name and why but mm. i know you guys have a really great story behind your band's name yeah the uh i guess the only person who's not here is eliza and it's uh it's her grandfather's name uh grandpa mauno uh, i guess it's like a short form of like magnus or like emmanuel in finland okay pretty common name he was not a musical human being yeah and sort of uh chided or like gave eliza's dad a hard time for being a bassist because her dad was also a bassist okay um played in rock bands in in like northern ontario um touring around playing like anglophone cities up there and doing like sort of like the old style where you'd like show up for a week okay and like play for an entire week and then go to the next town he did that for a while um yeah and i always got kind of got a hard time for for that for choosing that career mm-hmm. and so uh, and and grandpa mauno wasn't uh, musical at all and so this is kind of a way of like reclaiming this like part of her family history that just doesn't doesn't quite that's fit. awesome yeah. <laughs> that's great mm-hmm. so tuning your latest release wa- came out last october and it was much loved across this country i i wanted to know a little bit about the writing recording release you know kind of all that stuff sure um well, I guess we all we started r- r- writing it uh, in bits and pieces, kind of fits and starts like a long time ago. It's been uh, since I mean some of the songs are, we started writing when we put out our first EP called Rough Master, mm-hmm. um, and then they just never made it on the record. So some of them we kept playing from that time, and some were like written and arranged a couple of days before we actually um, recorded them. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's one of Eliza's called Other Bad, and we, she brought it to the table um, two days before we recorded it, and <laughs> and we we arranged it as quickly as possible, and two days later we put it down. That's so, incredible. So some of them were like songs that had been around for almost two years, and some were brand new. Yeah. Um, and we tried recording it once, um, starting in like was it April mm-hmm. yeah, of 2016, right. and then we spent the summer trying to make it work, and then it just, I mean. 
um, Eliza had left to Germany and, and we tried doing it out of my bedroom and with our engineer Alex at his house and I ended up just sounding really squeezed and lifeless mm-hmm. and so we had most of the songs done and recorded when we decided to do it all over again oh. and so in December of 2016 we just went back in for two straight weeks and all four of us just all at once for I think was it 10 days we did all the recording yeah, I think like 10 or 12 maybe 10 or 12 days we just put in like 10 hour days and we had a rule that we were no we weren't allowed to take more than three takes of anything and we just put everything down so that like you know like the pressure was on yeah. I think I did more than three takes for keys because i don't know what i'm i can't play keys at all okay yeah, yeah so, i feel like we lost that rule a little bit like halfway through making the record wasn't our, like a hard hard rule yeah i was just no. like let's do this so that we can streamline it but maybe like once we got all the beds and halfway through we were like okay we, we need to take our time to get the right sound now yeah. at this point mm-hmm. just like fine tuning yeah did you guys um record the thing yourselves or did you enlist somebody oh you guys can talk about shep maybe yeah it was uh uh, my roommate alex shepherd um we shared a house and we kind of transformed the house into a studio yeah um he's an old friend of scott and i's from cape breton Mm -hmm. he also uh did the mixing for rough master okay um Mm -hmm. and so this time instead of just handing him a bunch of tracks to mix we decided to get him to sort of be there at the board and help us through it um so that we don't have to keep going over and push and record ourselves (laughs) (laughs) but not just that like he was he was like he played a an essential role in making the record like yeah Mm -hmm. he had so much input along the way and was like incredibly supportive uh, of any idea that we had and was just like yes uh, if, if that's your idea here's exactly how we can do it yeah so like any of the ideas like even if we if they were like you know they started with us it, they came to full fruition with him yeah like because because he knew exactly how to execute it he's just an excellent engineer yeah exactly we and musician too he's a crazy good musician right yeah so I heard much of the lyrics uh, and even the title of the album was inspired by a book. What uh, book was this and how did the inspiration from Page kind of translate into song? Oh, I guess, uh, well, reading um, stuff like that, like um, it's called The Soundscape uh, by Armory Schaefer. Um, he's a Canadian uh, musicologist uh, and... Uh, yeah, it was all just about how um, we are humans sensing the world through sound. Okay. And how our environment um, shapes us. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, we kind of just, we felt, I don't know, it just, it just felt like a uniquely Halifax album to make. Um, I don't think that it could have existed in any other place. Okay. Like, had we tried to record it anywhere else? And so, sort of, like, riffing off of the ideas of that book, we tried to reincorporate sounds from Halifax into the record to try and, like, recontextualize or to properly contextualize it, if that's yeah. even a word, to contextualize. But um, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to just place it properly uh, where it belongs and to, like, and to sort of, like, see where the, the original sounds came from because, like, we're so informed by Halifax by what we made in this record. Yeah. So, yeah, just that's kind of where it, where it happened. Like, we, we ended up, we recorded it and it sounded sort of like a studio record. And then we realized that, you know, there's something pretty crucial missing and we 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 realized that it was just the the sounds of our 
our environment. So that was the you went out and did some field recordings, I hear. Yeah, exactly. So some we of those were from Halifax. Uh, almost all of them were from Halifax. Yeah. Um, one was from, or one or two were from Eliza's uh, travels in Germany. Okay. And then uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Which was like still sort of in that same vein because while we were working on the record, starting to like make the record at home, Eliza was in Germany. Um, and so it felt important to all of us that um, if this is to be a representative of like a space and time for us and like a little piece of what we're doing, <clears throat> that's what, what Eliza was doing at the time. So it really made sense to sort of include some of that as well. That's so cool. So the album was released on Ide Fix, which is home to some pretty amazing acts, uh, Bry Webb, Highest Order, Fiverr. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you guys end up coming together with this fine label? Uh, we met them, well, we play with another band. We played pretty often for a while with this other band on their label called Bart. Mm-hmm. They're like this symphonic prog rock band. Uh, they're so good. Yeah, and we played a bunch of shows with them. And then, yeah, I guess Alex and Jeff were at one of the... They're really supportive. Um, the two guys who run the studio... Or yeah. uh, the label. Jeff runs the studio and Alex runs a bunch of things. He runs the label and runs his own, like, a book publishing company? Do you call it that? Yeah, it's like design. Like, yeah. yeah, he's a designer. And anyway, so they, the two of them run it together. And, uh, yeah, they're out at the show and just like... Let's make a record together. And no they said, way. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Like, yeah, let's talk. That's and then great, we talked and I was like, yeah, they're really good. And then we also work with, oh, go ahead, please. That's okay. I just was going to say, we also work with another label out of um, England that's also been incredibly supportive called uh, Tin Angel. Um, yeah, and they they were actually the first people to want to sign us. And then sort of, Edifix um, kind of, they took on the the re-release of Roughmaster mm-hmm. only after Tin Angel decided to do the re-release. Oh, okay. so yeah, they're like, yeah, might as well. Nice. Yeah, they can. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was wondering what uh, is in store for Mal for the rest of 2018. Endless touring. Although, no, actually, not really. Eh? I we're guess we're kind of on the tail end of our endless tour. It's ending. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were touring pretty heavy last year, the end of last year. Um, but coming up is just mostly um, doing some festivals. Yeah. Um, we're going down to South by Southwest. Oh, and nice. we're doing yeah, first some... First time in the States, we're really excited. Yeah, we, we're getting our visas in so we can start traveling in the States, which is really good. Yeah. Um, mostly just North America stuff. Yeah. Um, we're talking... But potentially going over in August, it's still up in the air. Um, that was a conversation just this morning, so I have no idea <laughs> what's going to happen there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we're hopefully this summer we'll be working on recordings because we've got a bunch of new songs. We've got, oh, like cool. we've got more than enough for a new record already. Really? But that haven't been arranged, but have been written. So I mean, they yeah. all they all take different amounts of time to arrange, and we're all in different cities right now. Oh, really? I'm in Montreal, and Scott and Adam are in in Ottawa, and Eliza's in Toronto. So none of you are in Halifax anymore. Well, for now. <laughs> yeah, for, for now. a minute. We're gonna. We're, with all this crazy amount of touring we've been doing, we felt like it made a little more sense to be somewhere kind of more central. Okay, yeah. Um, it's just like really far away yeah. to tour from Halifax, mm-hmm. and uh, with sort of starting to get uh, like we're hoping to play a little bit more in the states this coming year. Yeah. Um, if we're somewhere more central, we can just sort of go down and play like a night in New York instead yeah. of like 
turning that into a 15-day tour if we're from Halifax or something. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the tour has to start with a 12-hour drive, exactly. which is just um, absurd. Well, typically I have uh, just Western Canadian bands in, um, mm-hmm. but I like you guys so much that I really wanted to have you in. I'm really happy you came. Um, oh, thank you. But I always ask, you know, about the different Western Canadian cities, what are some of the pros and cons? And, mm. and touring is always a con here just because of the vast space between cities. It's everywhere. I was wondering what, like, Halifax, some of the pros and cons of being a band in that city were. It's pretty removed from a lot of the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, it's like a very potent music scene. There's a lot of good stuff happening there. Like, almost all the time. It's a really big university and college town. Yeah. So there's just, like, always a new influx of creative people. And, yeah, there's just, like, constantly something good happening there. But where it's sort of a trek to get to, a lot of people sometimes don't take the time to go there. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It kind of fosters itself in a really interesting way, but it seems very, like, singular or something. Or, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's not the right word. But kind of Yeah, there's a saying in Halifax, like, um, just because people don't often come there unless they're, like cajoled um <laughs> that you because it's a peninsula yeah um that you can't spell peninsular without insular <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a small community yeah. but um it's it's that's a fact is there still some sort of like looming you know overhead thing about you know the success that halifax had in the 90s absolutely I think. oh yeah 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 so there's like because i always think of you know halifax as a music town just because of that everyone does yeah, yeah like the a bunch of people that i know who moved there to just go to university say for like engineering or like liberal arts yeah moved there because of that yeah so is that you think that's a pro you think that's easier to maybe get recognized if you're in halifax because of that uh i'm not sure like how often people necessarily come to halifax to watch bands oh. that's the thing yeah. so i think that like people notice when a band is from Halifax and yeah. like, oh that's cool it's such a it's been such a cool music scene out there for so many years yeah um but like it's it's rare that um like whatever if you want to call people like delegates or uh like industry folks um are like they don't really exist in Halifax yeah. I mean we have like an amazing um support system with music Nova Scotia um and they've been they've been really great to us mm-hmm. um but as far as like you know like the sort of heavier hitters i guess label wise and like promotion wise and all that stuff um you know they're not they're not really at the gigs there yeah um it's it's but i I think people really notice when you're from halifax like we get asked all the time like do you think you have a halifax sound and i think that that comes from that (laughs) successful 90s uh like era that you're talking about yeah and i think the answer is like probably yes but we don't really go for it yeah i think it's impossible to not be influenced by by it's just in the air like i've never listened to any of that stuff but like every did yeah yeah they they did (laughs) sorry sorry we were we were born a few hours away so it's like a little it's a little closer to us yeah uh like geographically and and spiritually yeah yeah cool guys well that's kind of all i have for the regular questions but I do have this big list of rapid-fire questions sure. for you guys. Cool. So we'll kick it off we'll here. Go like this? Which way do you want to go? Like this. Is that how we do it? We do it one at a time? Or is it just like it's, whoever it, pipes up? It's up to you guys. It, it's it's free-flowing. It's We, we right. don't need to have any sort of strict rules Perfect. here. Hard rule. You first. <laughs> Three takes. Yeah, right. So my first question is, what album sparked your love of music? 
Oh my god, uh, uh, Green Day Dookie for me. <laughs> You've been talking about that record so much. Yeah, That's it. I've been talking with Chris Dadge from Chad from Chad's band about it, and like, it's not something I talk about often. But he dropped the other, and he's like this amazing jazz drummer, and he's been putting out like experimental records. He plays with Always and with Chad and Lab Coast. Lab Coast. I really didn't expect him to ever talk about. Green he Day. loves everything. I know, and like, I don't like love Green Day. I don't listen to Green Day. Yeah, but I remember like my neighbor showing me Dookie when I was a kid and playing it really loud in my bedroom and my my parents got really mad because of some of the words and like just the way it sounded i wasn't allowed to play it which immediately made me love it like 10 times more and uh yeah i just like had it on tape and like listen to that all the time and imagine being in a band it's, a, it's such a funny juxtaposition because like my mom showed me dookie yeah when i was like when Don't i was like date me right now, when man. i was like when i was like 11 she was like here you go and like your mom is the coolest actually my mom That's is very pretty cool true. too my very first concert was uh the next album the insomniac tour my mm. mom took me to see awesome. green day play That's the sweet. insomniac oh, tour cool yeah. moms my dad my dad threw my insomniac tape out <laughs> or no oh, it just no. went missing but i knew exactly where it was and then it wasn't there anymore it's yeah, missing he definitely threw, yeah yeah terrible the same way that our cat ran away but i'm pretty sure he just died. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i'm trying to think of what else I think there's never been a time in my life where I wasn't listening. I, I, I don't want to say, like, listening to Billy Ray Cyrus when I was, like, four, you know? <laughs> and then, like, there's been some embarrassing ones. But I remember my brother showing me at the drive-in. Oh, yeah. When I was, like, 12 or 13. and yeah. Or maybe I saw it on The Wedge. You remember The Wedge? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, that that stuff kind of kind of messed me up for a while. And, yeah, just, like any and everything that my brother had i would just kind of pick through and nice yeah yeah he, he was pretty wide ranging yeah. oh my god i remember hearing lost and safe by the books for the first time oh yeah and i it was the first time i just actually felt my mind being blown like i could i felt like my vision expanded like i could see like 217 degrees around my head and my breathing changed and everything changed it was just like totally mind-boggling that was it yeah. yeah that was yeah never having heard anything like that before it's like hard to even get a grasp on what it is For so sure. like yeah. alien yeah. music yeah. can be this yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah. this even music what's going on yeah. three over two polyrhythms forever <laughs> <laughs> what's your current musical obsession we've been listening to like a bunch of daniel caesar yeah that album's really good. yeah really really mm-hmm. i haven't listened to it yet it's really Great. fantastic yeah it's, it's really good um we were playing with a synthesizer the other day that could be a musical obsession really mm-hmm. easily <laughs> nice uh yeah just like messing around with that thing was it's it's a i think it's an endless endless hole of of experimentation it's really it looks really fun yeah and we don't really dabble no no, <laughs> no I but think we, we hear I, them and we're like oh I think, what is that sound we need that i think sound. toying with it the other day i feel like i'm like kind of hooked yeah that's really good burgers or pizza burgers burgers Whoa. pizza well, it depends what kind, though. Yeah, that's like that's what do you even? How do you even ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> Different things. Why are you gonna make me choose? They're both so good separately yeah, yeah. on their own. I, mean, I think apples, <laughs> pizza because I think pizza uh, is also okay for breakfast, uh-huh. and I don't want to eat a burger at breakfast time. That's fair. That's you can a good have pizza good. any time of day. Good any thoughts. time of day. Yeah. Yep. All right. How do you take your coffee? A little bit of milk and sugar. 
Usually the same. Half sugar. If we go to Tim's, we get one milk, half sugar. Yeah, I alternate between that half and, and full sugar. Full, sugar, also, full <laughs> sugar. On a real hard day, I get a full sugar. You I'm know, like but. a serious coffee nerd, so I would love to have like a really nice cappuccino or cortado. Cortado every day would be. But it. usually that's not the case because we're somewhere in outside of Red Deer, and the only thing that we can get is Tim Hortons or Starbucks. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So go to Tim's to get one milk, half sugar. Yep. <laughs> Best movie you've seen recently? Come on, Adam. You've been watching a lot of movies lately. I have. You're right. Oh, was um, that I really movie we watched over Christmas? Which? That anime movie with the giant whale. Oh. Oh. The Boy and the Beast. That was awesome. That was cool. That was Yeah, we watched yeah. it. I got a projector, and we were all at my house just before Christmas, and we watched it in my bedroom, and it was really amazing. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Were you there for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was awesome. Boy and the Beast. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Okay. The Shape of Water, also. I really like that movie. I haven't Nick seen it like yet. The movie so, so good. Really it was amazing. It. Okay, no. I didn't like it. I thought it was awesome. Loved it. That was so trite. So good? <laughs> he doesn't understand. <laughs> he doesn't. I just clearly don't get it. <laughs> Alcohol or marijuana? Marijuana. Alcohol, like mar- no, I can't. It doesn't doesn't work for my brain. Yeah, alcohol. Yeah. Uh, okay, so for you two alcohol drinkers, drink a choice. I like uh, a I like a nice pale ale. Pale ale is my go-to beer for sure. Extra spicy Caesar. Hmm. I guess so. Uh, we're you know <laughs> in, in like another five years <laughs> I'll be asking you like what's your strain of choice. <laughs> right, right. So right. what's your strain of choice? I don't know if I could name a particular strain, <laughs> but White I would shark. say I'm more into the sativa side of things. Nice. What's the best thing to happen to you on stage? One of the funnest sets we ever played was at Ascension. Uh, oh, before yeah. Calvin Johnson, mm-hmm. yeah, Johnston, Johnson, yeah, Johnson, Johnson, Calvin Johnson, yeah, we played, we played with him, and it was Doug Hoyer, mm-hmm. and or no, oh no, Katie and the Lichen, Katie, Katie and the Lichen, Lichen and Doug, and, no, it wasn't Doug, he played in that band though. Oh my god, Liam Trimble, yes, oh, it was Liam, Liam Trimble, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then we, um, yeah, it was just a really, really fun set. That's super, and cool. we felt. Like it was like that summer we were talking. We were talking before we were recording about having toured out here in 2012 with Scott, Adam, and I, um, and just under, it was just as we're, solo. As, yeah, as called Nick, Nick Everett, Everett yeah. and um, and it was uh, very difficult for us. And that was like it felt like a triumph mm-hmm. uh, over just like just yeah, just triumphing triumphing over adversity because we were just like really we just really challenged ourselves that summer by not having any skills mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and booking a three month Canadian tour. Yeah. We played 72 shows oh that my summer. Goodness. <laughs> it was stupid. Oh wow. Yeah. Anyway, that was a good one. Okay. What's the worst thing to happen on stage? When we were in, uh, Berlin, mm-hmm. there was, oh, we were having a, cr- it was yeah. such a, it was such a funny show. Like I, I broke a string and that is just all. That just always sucks. Yeah. It's always just a crappy thing to happen. Yeah. And then while I was changing my string, the other three were playing a song that I, they can play without me. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> what happened? Like the lights went out, and then all the, the whole the power stage, of the building the, shut down. Yeah. Like the, the stage sound just was completely overpowered. No way. It just went out, and then so it was like Scott broke a string, and then like forty-five seconds later, all the power went out. Yeah. Like like we tripped we tripped something and then but it was like it was like a high it was like a lot of pressure show like our label was there and like had invited people and we met our European booker for the first time that mm-hmm. night yeah and it was just like oh it was a mess God. and it was a it's mess. all on YouTube all on YouTube it was actually maybe simultaneously the best and worst thing because yeah. it was very funny it was yeah, yeah. Very 
But I had to feel like the jerk as the drummer because everybody else went silent and I was still banging oh, yeah. on the drums <laughs> in the silent <laughs> dark room. <laughs> How many pets do you have and what are their names? Uh, I have a dog that is in Halifax. Uh, his name's Timber. He's a good boy. Hey, nice. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's the only pet. I don't have any pets right now either. Okay. What's the strangest job you've ever had? I worked in a bingo hall when I was a teenager, and I'd walk around with a shopping cart and sell chips pop in a bar, and I wore like a little thing around me with my change, and people would like flick quarters at me and pinch my bum and <laughs> call me all kinds of weird things. Was it uh, long ago enough that you could smoke in bingo halls? Yeah, dude. Oh, God, that was gross. <laughs> yeah, super gross. Yeah, we used to have to work bingos for like fundraisers, mm -hmm. and I don't know why they let kids do that, because it was disgusting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was gnarly. Uh, I don't know. I've had so many jobs. Oh my god! I'm <laughs> what is the weirdest right now? Uh, detailing cars is a weird job. Okay. Uh, I worked for a car a car dealership when I was younger, where they would just like there'd be a trade in, and it would be this like terrible, disgusting, old Volvo or something, and they would be like, "Okay, take as long as you need, and here's your toothbrush or whatever to go clean it." And I have my own <laughs> wash bay, but it was nice because I could throw on my disc man. Because this was that time yep. when Discmans were a thing. And just Men's. like. Discman. Discmans. Discmans. I'm sticking with what I said. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Wow, ornery. It was fine. Uh, I, I have a job right now where I get flown around the country from Home Depot to Home Depot to move shelves around. No way. Yeah, it's really strange. And that also, is I'll strange. Just, I'll be in like a it's small. So I'll be in like small town Newfoundland for a week, working night shifts, sleeping outside a Home Depot, and then yeah, I work like 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. and it's really bizarre. I work with such a strange group of people. They're all so distinct. They're like, yeah, they're very weird people. That is that is an odd job. Really I never would have even known that that was a job. Nobody I, knows it does. <laughs> None of us, we barely believe them. And it, like, it pays. He just like goes away for a week and comes back. He's like, yeah, I was in Home Depot in Lethbridge. You're like, what? No, man. Yeah, like it pays so well. It doesn't make no sense at all. Awesome. Yeah. If you could open for any artist on the planet, who would it be? Mm. Well, before we opened for Chad, it would have been Chad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well. Realistic. There you go. Check, check <laughs> that one off. Yeah, done. Exactly. I know. It was honestly like bucket list. Like, oh, we don't need to do music anymore. Yeah. We're done now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was your favorite childhood toy? Elmo. I had a little Elmo with, with a... With like hard plastic eyes, and you grab his feet and use them as a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Weaponized Elmo. Yeah, exactly. I used to collect like... When I was a kid, I just called them my men. You're <laughs> <laughs> still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like like action figures. Um, and me and my dad, my dad, like, hunted when I was a kid. I guess he still does, but I don't really. Um, and we used to set up all of my men at the end of my hallway, and then we would l sit down at the other end of the hallway with my dart guns and take turns shooting the men. Nice. And have, have target practice. That was, like, the most fun I had as a kid, I think. Sweet. I had a remember my little buddy. Remember those weird little guys? Like it's like the what Chucky was based off of. No, I don't oh, remember okay. those at all. That was one of those floating around my house for a little while, and uh, terrifying. It's super scary. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. Beatles or the Stones? Beatles. Beatles. Yeah, Stones. Get out here. What's the best Canadian city to play? Oh, that's mean there's so many factors. Mm -hmm. You should probably just say Edmonton. 
No, no, you should, <laughs> you should, you should say what truly is the best. What's what's we, been the best stop on this tour? How we about? do truly love playing Edmonton. Actually, though. Edmonton's like, always what we look forward yeah, yeah, yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like that wasn't choice. just fishing. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but we like I don't know, Toronto always feels good. Yeah, yeah. Toronto's um, awesome. Winnipeg has been really nice to us lately. Yeah, Halifax um, is, can be really fun sometimes mm-hmm, too. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it just depends on the night. Yeah, it yeah. really depends on. It depends on like a whole confluence. Is it a Friday of, and a Saturday? Then that's and right. like the bands yeah. you're playing with, and like how many like shows are happening up the street, and like it's yeah. just a confluence of things. You know, like what the weather's like that night. You know, it, it's fair. It can it's be fair. really. It's spe- a tough question. Yeah. Um, okay, so then I'm, but I'm gonna ask you, what's the worst? And it could be kind of the same idea, but if something really stands out as always being shitty, probably Regina. No, no. not Regina. It's not Regina's fault. No, the last time anyone. we played in Regina was actually really nice. Um, we don't go to Moncton anymore. Yeah, oh, Moncton is totally also the North North the Bay of the Maritimes, North yep. Bay, it's Ontario. Hard. I mean, I really like Moncton though North sometimes, Bay. but yeah, like we just the, every time the the reason that we say Moncton is because like the last three times we tried to book a show there, we show up and they're like, "Oh, it was today." Oh my God! And really? We're like, okay, so I'm going home. I'm just gonna like my house is two hours that way. Like I just won't. Like it's it's less effort to just go home yeah. than to play to nobody here. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So that's that's Moncton for me for that reason. What's the weirdest request you've ever had from a fan? We were on the oh, oh yeah we were in Montreal like just a few weeks ago, <laughs> and so we put out this video. I don't know, a couple months ago where it's just us kind of like mushing our face against plexiglass to the rhythm of the song. Okay. Got the idea from my brother and uh, my nephews that did this like funny Instagram video and we were like, that's sweet, let's do it to our own dumb faces. Um, and then this guy sent us a message on Facebook and was like, hey, I really love your smushy face video. It's so funny. Oh, I wish I had the message right now. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and then he just kept asking for videos of us doing it. And we were like... Yes, first he asked for a picture and then we all sent him a picture face. stretching <laughs> our faces. And... It, and yeah, and then he was like, "Can we have a video?" And we're like eating dinner. We're like, "No, it's okay." I mean, we sent you the picture already. Like, okay, after yeah, yeah, like, after, we're, playing, after, we're playing along, but we, we you don't need a video. Yeah, you yeah, need, you already have the video. It's yeah, like, but then his picture, his profile picture was also somebody stretching their face. Yeah, yeah. And so he's got like a weird stretchy face. Yeah, fetish. Stretchy I think so. Face fetish. That's hard to say. And yeah, yeah we were like, yeah, after <laughs> we're, we're eating supper, and he's like, oh, cool. So after supper, then and we're like, no, no, man, I'm sorry. And then well, he, he messages again. No, we didn't send a video. Oh, you're right. We did. Then we just stopped replying to him because we were like, "This is too real." <laughs> but, but I mean, like, it could have just been totally innocuous. Yeah, too, he, you he know, might have like, just been trolling us. It might have just been like messing with us yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but that was a weird one. I'm sure there's some others. That one was oh, just the most recent. That was recent. creepy thing. What's your biggest pet peeve? Each other on certain <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Ooh, that silence guys. right there after we all said that. Yeah, we spent yeah, a lot of time in the van together. But it's true. I mean, we get. But what's what's like a like a regular pet peeve? For me, it's people have? who make a lot of noises when they eat. Like, yeah, I don't like, like sex that. noises when they eat. Like it's fine to go like mmm. Yeah. When you take your first bite, but like I don't people even who want do that, people honestly. who do that the whole time they eat their meal. Like yeah. I, I'm guilty like, of that. I, I know you are. comes back. I find it really difficult. That's okay. It's better than than making eating noises while you sleep. Yes, which I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Old gummy Joe. Oh shit, shit's getting real here. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the first answer. <laughs> Whoa, guys! This rapid fire is going to turn into like therapy session. Give me one of your bucket list items. Uh, touring Mexico right now—that'd be really fun. 
Oh, you really want to do that? Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bucket list items. Really want to go skydiving. South by has been on my bucket list for the last little while. And we yeah, to go play that, to scratch so. that off. Yeah, it feels nice. kind of like uh, kind of lucky in, in this band. Like we are constantly getting to do things that I wouldn't imagine doing. Yeah. Playing guitar. Yeah. Just playing guitar, and like now I'm in France for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it just like makes it makes no sense. It's hard to like compute. Um, and every new thing that we get to see and do is like really special. So I don't know. I just feel like at this rate, like we'll just I'll just get them all. Whatever, whatever, whatever's on there. We've all been ticking off our bucket list a little bit this year, yeah. kind of like unintentionally even. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It, yeah, just like super, super grateful. That's all. If you could hang out with one of your musical idols, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. <laughs> Who would it be then? Can they be dead? They can. They'll bring him back to life for this. Yeah, okay. It'd be Levon Helm for me. Yeah, Levon would be good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I can't think of one that would be like fun. To, I mean, we could. I could say Chad again, just because. Yeah. It's. I've been listening to him forever, and like, it's it's cool that we get to spend time with him and kind of pick his brain and laugh at his jokes because he's a funny man. But there's like not a whole lot of people I can think of. Like, I, the first one that popped in my head was Bob Dylan, but I don't want to hang out with Bob Dylan. Well, that was the question. There's no way. If There's you could no hang way. out with one of your musical idols, would you? Hell no. Yeah, true enough. So no. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. That guy. That guy sucks. I tr- I would really like to. I mean, I was trying to think of somebody I would want to hang like out with. Steve Mountain, musical. No. I would really like to hang out with Pauline Oliveros. Oh yeah. She just has this like really amazing approach to listening and to being in a space and to making music and. I think that would just be like really amazing to be in her presence. Sweet. I watched her TED talk though, and the whole time she had this crazy nose whistle, like her oh, nose oh, was whistling, and I was like, I yeah. can't, I can't get down with this. It was like, but that was way more intense than any other nose whistle I've heard. But she's obviously a brilliant, brilliant person. I've never seen her TED talk. Hella whistly. <laughs> <laughs> if you could fight physically or verbally any musician, who would it be? Who's the smallest musician? Probably Paul Simon, actually. <laughs> I'd fight I'd fight the hell out of Paul Simon. He's probably a scrapper though, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If I could physically or verbally fight any musician. What if I could This is I've tele- never thought of this. What if, what if I could telepathically fight somebody? Tele Ooh. how how do, how is a telepathic fight work? Like a like a staring competition? Yeah, exactly. And then and then one of you your your spines just bends like one of those spoons. Uh, totally. Point. Who would that be then? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess somebody who's who's really f- less much less spiritual than I am. <laughs> which is <laughs> very few people. <laughs> I think Bono. Yeah. You probably got that answer before, too. Not as often as you would think, but he's yeah. my answer. Yeah. Yeah. Him or um, what's Buddy Morrissey. I, oh, I also yeah. can't stand Morrissey. Yeah. But. yeah. That's fair. They're, yeah. they're bad ones. I don't know. I've never really thought about just fair enough. fighting somebody. But I thought about yelling at Bono for sure. Like, yeah. But, I mean, what's it going to... You're going to yell at him, and then there's going to be, like, six giant security guards that come up and <laughs> put you in a sack and throw you in a river. And then, like, it's our own and world just where we're in a fight. I'm Bono. in a fight with Bono in this Okay. Uh, okay. Mono e mano. Mono, oh, mono, mono e bono. Mono e bono. Mono e bono. All right, guys, I got one more question. If you just found out you were the last person on Earth, what's the first thing you would do? What? Oh, wow. But what do you, like, this kind of stuff always messes with me because you're like, oh, so I'm the last person on Earth, and I, I'm just going to be where I'm going to be, or I'm just going to walk and walk and walk until I can't walk anymore. But there are cars you know? everywhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. And car keys. That's and fine. Gas. That's fine. That's a good call. Diesel. Diesel yeah. lasts longer. So much than money. Gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money. Yeah, I would probably I would probably hit up an ATM right away <laughs> and bust it open. <laughs> just in case everyone comes back. <laughs> no, just to, money just so again. I could buy whatever I wanted. <laughs> You're still like it's just like a, it's like a, a like supermarket. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a, a lumped over like dead supermarket te- or worker, and you're just like throwing cash at them, just, like taking fistfuls of know. Kinder eggs. I mean, it seems useful to have lots of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know, just anything and everything. Right on. Until I, you know, lost my mind eventually, and then who knows what happens. There's maybe. actually a really amazing book called The Wall that deals with this. It's okay. Really amazing. We don't need no education though to read that book, do we? Uh, <laughs> you, you may. <laughs> At least, yeah. Basic literacy. Literacy. <laughs> literacy. Please continue with the book though. Okay. Anyway, it's, yeah, it's, um, I don't want to get into it any more than that, but yeah, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic, but um, very it's it, yeah anyway you should you should read it it's cool great. it's very good all right guys that's all i got thank you so much for thanks, joining man. me on cups and cakes thank you yeah thanks for having us and yeah, good fun. luck with the rest of 2018 thank, thank you. you all right dear listener thank you so much for tuning into another episode of inside the art studio to send you on your way we will play how long off of mano's great record tuning enjoy
Cups and Cakes Presents is produced by Jeff McCallum. The featured track was played with permission from Mauno. Undercurrents from Atlantis Jazz Ensemble's album Oceanic Suite is the background music throughout the entire episode. Oceanic Suite is available through Ottawa's Marlowe Records. Find out more at MarlowRecords.com. Inside the Artist Studio is the second podcast from Cups and Cakes. To hear the original and learn more, go to CupsandCakesPod.com. That's Cups, the letter N, CakesPod.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.